This episode is brought to you by OmniDesk. Use code OmniXRobo at checkout. $50 off for any purchase over $500. TheOmniDesk.com.au. Link is in description. Let's go. Holy, welcome back to another episode of Rithra Podcast. I don't even know what number it is. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, It's been a hot minute. Uh, we've been MIA. I've been doing a little, little bit of things different. And as I've mentioned before, I hate doing it over the webcam and stuff, but we've got no other avenue these days. Um, me and Shawnee T, he's been on my back for a while now. Um, and I've thought, you know, we have to. We're in the finals, so why not give the people what they want? Uh, we are the people's podcast, as you know. I'm taking on your line, Sean, but... We are back for another episode. Welcome, Shawnee T, uh, my friend. How are you been? Mitchie boy, mate, It's I can't even say it's good to see you because obviously, <laughs> you know, we still can't get into the same room. If I rock up to your house, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd yeah. lock the door and tell me I'm not allowed in. So it's been, uh, man, it's been tough not being able to see you all week. It's crazy to think, and we'll get into the final stuff, obviously, and all the amazing stuff that we're going to talk about shortly, but... It's amazing to think that at the start of the year when we obviously locked in to do season two of Rip Through It, mm-hmm. yep. uh, that we'd be doing the majority of the year uh, online and through digital. And I don't even think yeah. either of us had a Zoom account at the start of the year. So nope. this has been fun. Um, but uh, yeah, man, no, it's it's good. You know, as you said, we've, we've had all these people sliding in our DMs every week. They keep asking us, we're coming back, we're coming back. Yeah, uh, But we're back, baby. We're back like we, we never left. And uh, it's uh, it's a good week, mate. I'm, I know you can't, but I'm toasting to <laughs> some prelim finals, hey, baby. I've got a water, so I've got a water here. I've got a water here. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Again, uh, woo. Shout out Peps 2. That's the cup I got. You can't see it because my camera, but yeah, I'm rocking the Peps 2. Oh, and yeah. I noticed that you're wearing a, a hat that says the Lakers on it, mate. How are your boys going, you big bandwagon are you? Oh, mate, Three I've had one. this hat for a few years, actually. So, uh, <laughs> I said the tags no, no, a lot, no, no. 2020. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm picking everyone up in the bandwagon, though. <laughs> um, it's, uh, mate, it's a beautiful day. It's 3-1 in mm-hmm. the series. So for those yep. that are following the NBA, it's obviously 3-1. We're uh, one win away from the NBA championship. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's been an interesting year for, for sport of, of obviously all different codes around the world and the basketball have obviously had a hub in Orlando. So it's yep. been, a, it's been a big couple of months, but we're nearly towards the end and hopefully fingers crossed for Lakers fans, we, we get one more win and we can, we can bring it home. They're pretty much like the Raptors of last year, I reckon they only won the championship because of all the injuries that the um, uh, Warriors got. It feels like it's starting to happen a little bit with the heat at the moment. If they had a full strength squad, I don't know, it'd be three, mm. one right now. And that's just, that's just me talking facts, but yeah, guys, you yeah. guys probably will win it. I did say um, in five at the very start. I can quote me from my stream somewhere. I've said that before. So um, that's that's my big brain knowledge. But um, I just thinking back to that, that's when we first started the, the whole COVID scenario. That's when I first thought, oh, shit, this is real. When yeah. they walked off the court in the NBA and I was like, oh, okay, so what's next? And that's when it kind of just all went downhill. So we it's were, funny. We it's were funny talk in about um, Melbourne. We were yeah. in Melbourne about to do Patrick Cripps and Max I, re- I reckon it was Utah and someone else, maybe or Milwaukee were on the court playing each other and they just like just stopped straight away. Yeah. Oh, no, Dallas. It was Dallas Mavericks because um, Mark Cuban yes. pulled him off the court. That's, a, that's yes, just funny. Yeah. I remember that. That's just when uh, um, and to think that they, you know, got their season back and they're doing what they're doing in their little um, Disney World, Disney, what a Disney World hub. That's obviously, oh, Disneyland, next, obviously, yeah, obviously, Disneyland, yeah. obviously next level, but um, it's funny to see that they're in the, they're in the finals of their campaign and we are too. So I probably would never thought that. 
Oh, it's uh, it was nuts. I, I won't forget. We were honestly, well, you had already touched down. I was obviously on flight to, to yeah. Melbourne to catch up with you. And uh, we're about to do the Patrick Cripps and, yeah, and Max, Max Gorn at AFL House. And I think we were the last two allowed inside AFL House before yeah. uh, it obviously got uh, shut down for the uh, for the uh, for the hiatus that was that was there. But mm-hmm. it's a word that we that I've been reading about. Everyone thinks that we've been on hiatus for a little while. So so I suppose we. We, we, it's been a, it's been, I don't even want to say weeks. It's probably been, it's been months, a couple man. of months. We actually, yeah, yeah, had a chance to do this. So we only felt fitting that it was finals week. We've obviously had people that have been telling us when's the next episode dropping. So here it is. We'll, we'll yep. obviously try and do another one next week and, and we'll obviously keep going throughout. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's nuts, man. I think that you guys are obviously going back to another prelim. Yeah, we are in the preliminary final. My first of my career. I've played in a probably, I played in five final series before this year. I'm pretty sure. Or oh, this might be my fifth. I've made the semi all those times and that's it. Like, so we've all, I've never been in the double chance scenario bar last year and we lost both games, but I miss out on the semi regardless. But it's, it's, it's amazing to win a final, especially, you know, this, the situation that we had last week against Richmond, um, you know, our backs were you know, against the wall and we had a lot of a lot of pressure on ourselves to uh, perform on that stage. And um, uh, it, was a, it was a tough game just in, in regards to um, mentally mentally getting ready for it and getting psyched up for that. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff with myself and a player from the Richmond Footy Club that went down and uh, the media tried to publicly hang me at one stage and... Um, to come away with a win was a huge relief for not just myself and my teammates, but just the club in general and prelims. So we, it's it's just a weirdest feeling that um, I get to sit back for once in my my career and just watch the watch the finals games because we're usually either playing now or I'm probably on Mad Monday. So it's a it's a different feeling, but yeah, it's a good one that's for sure. Well, what was it? What was it like? Not just to get the win on Friday night, but to get it against Richmond, against a team that has really, I suppose, had the wood over you guys for what is it about eleven years now? Um, since since I suppose that that streak had continued for Richmond. Yeah, so, what think, was it like? Not just to to get the win and to book yourselves into a prelim, but to do it against them. Gotta be careful to say because you never know. You might play them in the grand final, maybe. But um, yeah. it was it was very it was very um rewarding in the sense of we've wanted to beat every team under Chris Fagan's tenure. Um, since he arrived here, we've had a he he releases to the uh, media, not me, so I can talk about this. But we had a a wall with all the logos of the footy clubs um on the wall, and we had you know the ones that we've beaten and the ones that we haven't. And this year we had. Um, I think two teams left since he's been here, which was Collingwood and Richmond. Um, so gotcha. yeah, we uh we we ticked off both those this year, which is a big one. So, um, just just little things like that that make it um feel a lot more comfortable going to the finals. We know we can beat the best. Um, or well, I actually think that Richmond are the best team going to the finals, to be honest. And um, to be able to to be able to beat them in a nail biter was a uh, was a massive confidence booster for us. And we can't wait to. Watch the game this weekend, Collingwood and Geelong, and see who we line up against the week after. So um, the body's feeling really refreshed, mentally switched on, ready to go. I'm actually not really enjoying these days off because I just want to want to play. I'm that um, antsy at the moment, so um, I'm just trying to find things to do during the day. But um, it is uh, it is very exciting times. Now, now you always find a way to put yourself in the headlines. Um, <laughs> now, after the game, after the game, I, I, I did get to the final siren and thought, "Oh yeah, okay." You, you had the little melee, and that was very nice to see. Yeah, I, that thought, was good fun. Oh, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon you're not done yet. And sure enough, you, you managed to find yourself uh, in the in the headlines. 
uh, with an exchange. I think Robert uh, Zorks was trying to, yeah. um, I think Zorko was obviously trying to get your attention. What happened? So let's just put it to bed. Let's have a good laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've all seen the news story. That's yeah. all it was. Tell, yeah. us, tell us what was going through your mind. It was just uh, so we'd um, been celebrating with each other, the teammates. Um, there wasn't, we didn't understand the rule that you could stay in the center square and not go over to the boundary to the fans and stuff because. The last few weeks we've been doing that. We've been going out to the crowd and walking around the boundary line and giving him thumbs up and stuff. But this week, Zorko, Zorko just got told like probably a minute beforehand to keep everyone in the center square um, because we had more people at the game. And we, well, I didn't realize that. So when I when I finished celebrating with the boys, I kind of just started jogging over to Emma and the kids and where our reserves boys sit and all our partners and stuff just to give them a bit of props for everything they've been through um, this yeah. year in general because obviously they're pretty important factor to us getting through most weeks and especially during those COVID times when we couldn't leave the house or do anything. So those guys have been through um, absolutely everything, probably copped all the uh, stress from us that we would put back onto them. So I was just literally jogging over there to say, um, you know, thanks to everyone and stuff because, you know, it's just not just us 22 that, that won the game or, you know, all the reserves boys who's been playing week in, week out with no complaints against um, opposition teams and wearing, you know, Collingwood jerseys and Richmond jerseys and all that kind of like North Melbourne they've been playing with other players from other teams like is this the most bizarre season and just to say thank you to those guys and Zorko's just saying Mitch, Mitch, Mitch come back, come back because we can't go over there and I just I couldn't hear him obviously because the crowd was going crazy so um, yeah. the media kind of made it look like it was uh, he was spraying me or I was doing something selfish or going outside of the team rules. I just I just didn't realise we couldn't leave the centre square. Um, and most of the boys didn't. But Zorko was trying to put me back and he couldn't. But thankfully, Andrew Crow, our welfare manager, was uh, not too far away. He said, yeah, we can't be over here. So that that was it. Went back in and celebrated with the team song and that was done. But yeah. I, I, I we, reckon we it was... Media, I reckon right? it was the- yeah, yeah, no, I do. And I reckon it was probably a smart move in the end because knowing your little girl, Chance, I reckon she probably would have jumped the fence. And <laughs> exactly. If you, if, you, if you didn't go over. So yeah, yeah. Uh, pro- probably in the grand scheme of things, probably wasn't the uh, wasn't the worst thing to do. So oh, yeah. If you didn't uh, look, know, now you know. Though. If you didn't know, now we know. Yeah, so yeah, we can't yeah, go over the no, fence, well, but yeah. No, nah, absolutely. Well, well I, I doubt you'll be doing it this weekend. So that's okay. <laughs> well, no, well, you can't anyway. So, can't yeah, anyway. whatever. But oh, I suppose it, it touches us onto this because you, you've, you've felt the expectations. I know you have. We've spoken about it. And, you know, you, you've had the season really in Queensland. We've got this whole finals campaign in mm-hmm. Queensland. Like, what's the external build up been like? And has it been something that you guys have had to sort of manage internally? Because obviously, internally, you guys are having your own conversations, trying to keep things as, as best managed as possible. But it must be difficult when you know externally there's so much pressure and expectations on this particular team, given the circumstances around where the season lies in Queensland. How's that been like? You know what? It hasn't, like, without saying, like, trying to play a straight bat or anything, it actually feels like there hasn't been that much um, pressure on us coming to the finals campaign more so on ourselves wanting to win one for our supporters and stuff because we've been, we haven't really been spoken about uh, performing well and I'm pretty sure uh, we, you know, everyone kind of expected us to lose against Richmond. So to be honest, coming to the game, we felt like the underdogs and that was, that was a uh, great, I guess, great way to have a look at it and to come to that game thinking like we've got nothing to lose here. We've got double chance. We're playing probably the best team in the comp. Um, if we win, it's huge for us. Um, if we lose, we still got another chance next week versus either um, St Kilda or no, who was it? Oh, St Kilda or um, Richmond next week. No, St Kilda or Bulldogs um, would have been versus St Kilda or Bulldogs. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we had the mentality like we're the underdogs. We're going to come out and throw absolutely every, everything we have. Um, 
we honestly believed inside the four walls that we were going to win the game regardless. We mm. thought we had a lot um, of opportunities in the previous game mid-year against them that we just couldn't take our shots and put that scoreboard pressure on. Um, and last year as well, like, we learned so much from last year's finals campaign, especially the Richmond game where, you know, we're in front, I think, going into half time, and they came out in the third quarter and kicked, you know, six or so goals to our none, and we just kicked a lot of points. So yeah. we knew at half time going in that we were going to be in for a big second half, and thankfully that we, you know, put those things in place and our coaching staff and um, those guys who really put the game plan in place for us, we executed as best we could and they got us the win. But to be honest, it wasn't, didn't feel like that much pressure. I'm sure Collingwood probably felt the same way when they played West Coast because, you know, everyone yeah. probably wrote them off a long time ago and they come out and won that yeah. game. So they're actually looking very dangerous now and they look like they've got a lot of confidence going to this weekend's game. So it's going to be absolute doozy to watch. Yeah. So what, what, like, tell me, like, cause we actually haven't spoken about this. We we're going to save it for obviously the, the show so that other people could kind of hear this for the first time too. But what, mm-hmm. what, what feels different about this year in comparison to last year? Like, why does this year feel so unique with what you guys are doing um, in comparison to, I suppose, the strides that you made last year as well? Like, what, what, what feels different about, about 2020? Yeah. We thought we had uh, obviously a very good year last year. We didn't feel like that was a fluke. Um, a lot of, media experts and people probably said like it's one of those teams um who you know shoot up the ladder and then drop off the next year we thought we were starting yeah. to build a very um a good brand of footy that stacks up against the best teams in the comp and we've shown that throughout this year as well but we believe that we played some really good footy in the finals last year you know we played against richmond lost by about 40 points to them but we had a lot of scoring shots and we played against gws who inevitably played in the grand final so we played two very good teams last year in the finals and went out in straight mm-hmm. sets so that was probably the thing that everyone thought, oh, you know, they've got to have a much better year next year and they'll probably go on the finals and happen again to them if, if, if they get there. But we believe we learned a lot from last year. Um, obviously, the experience for these younger boys who get to play finals um, two years in a row now, kind of have the, have the understanding of the intensity levels that go up. Um, the little moments you have in your game and your 50-50s you've got to win are so crucial that um, you don't try and be remarkable. You just want to be re- reliable for your teammates. So I stole that quote from Harris Andrews. So um, shout out to yeah, Harris Andrews. I knew it came from somewhere. <laughs> not Harris, yeah, Harris, he's been using it every week in a bloody meeting. So I took that for him. But we honestly just, <laughs> this year just feels like it's it's potentially our year. Um, there's no reason for us to yeah. lose it. We've, we've played some really good footy, um, touch wood. Um, we've got a really healthy list and um, we, we know our best footy can stack up. So it's pretty much uh, suck and see now. We just got to wait to see who we play for next week, and we start uh, getting to our previews and all our um, footy ops type stuff. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah. So, so, so looking ahead to Saturday night, will you guys get together? Will you watch it from your respective homes? Um, mm. Like, how, how? Well, can you catch up at all? Like, what, what's the what's the feeling amongst um, you know how you guys will obviously see this weekend play out? I'm actually not too sure. Um, we haven't really spoken about it too much yet because. The thing after, as soon as we as soon as we finished the game on the weekend, we just kind of said like, yeah, enjoyed this moment, and you know, by Monday we're going to move on and start um, getting yep. your bodies ready, getting run, getting everything set and going for uh, you know in two weeks' time to see if we play again. So I dare dare say uh, a lot of the a lot of boys watching from their homes because that's all we can do, but um, no doubt we'll be taking some notes and um, watching a little yep. bit more intensity. So it'd be, it'd be good, it'd be good fun to see this game. I'm actually looking forward to both games this weekend and to seeing who uh, pops up next week. Yeah, how do, you, how do you see the Collingwood-Geelong game pan yeah. out? Because oh, oh, it, it's, it's going to be a really interesting contest, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they faced, obviously, in, in Perth early in the year. I mean, how do you how do you kind of see that game going down? Um, to be honest, I think that Collingwood's um, 
gone into the last week with a lot of confidence coming to that win. So once they got that win, I reckon they're up and about. So it's going to be a pretty good game to watch at the very start and see how they go. But I dare say that Hawkins is going to want to prove a point this weekend after kicking five behinds. And I know yeah. if, I know for a fact they've got more avenues to goal than just Hawkins. Um, and he usually kicks most of those every every game. So it's going to be, it's going to be a pretty big battle uh, in terms of, you know, the more of a mental battle to see who gets out on top early. Um, where is, is it being played at Metricon or is it the Gabba? No, nah, it's at the Gabba. So it's, it's, the Gabba, it's okay. to the Gabba on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, I'm looking forward. To, I'm pretty sure, like, the, the, it'll be midfield battle um, and then... And I'm pretty sure Collingwood's backline might be able to hold up and do the thing, but I, I don't know who I should tip. I don't have a tip yet, so I'm probably have to wait to see <laughs> what happens. I, is, I don't know if Stelwood's playing or not, so um, I'll have to um, yeah, no idea. wait and see. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Either team's going to be very hard to play against the following week, so it's, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Absolutely, no. And uh, I suppose we, we, we've got to talk about it because it was the uh, the biggest news story of the day. You're the first Brisbane player that's going to be able to respond to these uh, these reports around mm. Joe Danaher uh, yep. nominating Brisbane as, as as his preferred destination for 2021 yeah. and beyond. Where were you when where you read the story? I was actually on Twitter just browsing it, and then I got a um, a DM from one of the reporters who broke the news actually and asked if I was a part of the committee. Uh, who met up with him, and I had no idea that what what had happened or what was going on. So then I saw the article, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." But I don't, I don't know if it has it said that he's actually come out and nominated, or has it said that he's looking for a trade? Because I'm not actually 100 percent sure that he's come out and publicly said, "Yeah, I want to go to Brisbane Lions." But I'm pretty sure yeah, that um, I believe, yeah, I believe the Essendon Football Club have issued a statement okay. suggesting that um, he will uh, explore his trade op- options, and uh, it's been reported heavily that uh, that he. Will will nominate Brisbane as his preferred destination. So nine out of ten, nine yeah, okay. out of ten times, we know that 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 reports obviously accurate. But yeah. um, I mean, I mean, fantastic. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge news for yeah, yeah. for us as a club and a brand that we're playing at the moment because we've kind of turned to that destination club, which we didn't really long for. But to have that feeling that you know players want to come and 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 the culture we've built here that the players big name players want to come in and get involved with like Lockie Neal for like obviously one of them who's come in Charlie Cameron, those two big names it is himself. Um, we've got you know like Jared Lyons, you had Cam, um, I think McCarthy, um, and a few other blokes yeah. like Cam Ellis Yeoman who come in. So a lot of players want to come here now and, and they understand um, you know the culture and the brand of footy we play is very um, entertaining and it's, it's 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 good to watch uh, on TV so Joe Denneher if he wants to come up here that'd be great I haven't spoken to him personally um, I'm, I'm not sure if any of the boys have which from what I saw they probably have but in terms of that um, it's, it's just not a pat on the back but it's just it's cool to see the players like of his caliber want to come up to the Bridget Lions and it'd be pretty uh, handy acquisition I think next year if he uh, did get up here I reckon it's a testament. I mean, you've you've spoken about the group a lot, but I reckon it's a testament to the medical team um, that, yeah. that you guys have. Well, look, we've had Hodgie, we've had Virtual, yeah. who haven't. Or Bert, Hodgie was actually playing games, but um, yeah, Bert, but, but, Bert, but, but, yeah, Bert, yeah, himself, he, he, he yeah. Cam McCarthy, yeah, exactly, Lick McCarthy. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Link McCarthy, sorry, yeah, yeah, Link, yeah, sorry, yeah, Cam, Cam might be in the mix too. I don't know. Where yeah, he might, going, yeah, who knows where he's going? Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it, it is, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've said a few times that um, the Brisbane Lions have probably got the best medical team in in the AFL, and just from the, being here personally, I've only missed you know one or two games through soft tissues, and you know I broke my foot unfortunately, but you can't do much about that. We've, we've had blokes like Hodgie get you know forty odd games out, or maybe twenty or forty odd games out, and we've had. Virtual come up here and play uh, 80% of this season. Um, the only games he misses from being arrested. So 
Um, it's, it's, it's good to see that players um, believe in what we've got up here. And um, I know we've got a, a, lot, a lot of stuff invested in our medical team and they, they do a very good job. So they listen to the players, which is a plus. And, you know, the, all the players know their body the best. So they, they do extensive um, chats with those guys. So no, it's, hats off to them. Absolutely. Now we won't we won't discuss it too heavily because I know. Uh, well, at the end of the day, mate, we, we've got obviously games still ahead, so there's going to be a lot of clubs that are dealing with off-field matters, and thankfully yeah. Brisbane uh, and some of the other teams aren't having to focus on that at the moment. But Adam Saad, um, just yeah. the, I suppose him deciding to yeah, I suppose make his intention known that that he'd like to leave um, Essendon for Carlton. Now I know Sardi; he's one of the the best guys that You're I've had. You're in the Gold Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sadi and I, and there was, um, you know, a lot of stuff that we worked on off field that, that um, you know, I really valued the time that we got to spend together. Um, he really is one of the, 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 the most genuine people that you'll, you'll come across just because he's had such a tremendous mm-hmm. upbringing with his family values uh, and his, his obviously his faith as well. So I was really surprised. I thought, I thought he would stay, but um, just, just going to Carlton and, and if you could just speak on the, the environment and I suppose the culture and the history about the place, because he is walking into a club that, you know, Carlton fans are very passionate as you know, and <laughs> I suppose it's going to be something else that he's going to have to, you know, really expose himself to as well. Obviously going from one of the biggest clubs in, in the country to a rival club, who's probably the biggest in the country. Um, it's, it's a big move and it's a big thing for him to say, look, this is my destination club. Um, Obviously, the Blues are in um, that phase where they're looking for some more mature bodies and some more experience to help out their younger list that's coming through. Um, they've shown this year they could win win games, and I think they've probably lost about you know, five or so games under a goal or so. So they're just thereabouts, and they're not too far off finals. So they're probably trying to bring in a few things that they know that they need, and Adam Sard in any team would be a valuable player. So trying to get him there would be, would be massive. Um, I think if... Essendon match it, and they have to do a trade, and they go down that path. But um, usually, when players nominate another club, it's probably going to happen. So they don't they don't come out and say that just because you know, they want to try and get there. It's usually um, it's going to happen. Um, bar you know Papley and those blokes and Danaher who want to go to yeah. Sydney. But usually, when they come out yeah. and say yes, it, uh, it usually happens. So um, going to the Blues, they've got great facilities. Obviously, Essendon probably got the best facilities in the country at the moment um, with the hangar and all those things. It's it's crazy down there, but probably a fresh start. Um, I do believe he's probably had his best year um, career-wise. I think he's averaging 18 such or so touches I saw today, and yeah. he's very damaging of half-back. But um, from what I saw, he just wants a bit of a fresh start and, and really open up um, the back end of his career. And um, he probably sees the Blues playing finals uh, relatively soon and wants to be part of that. So um, good luck to absolutely, him. But yeah, the, the, yeah. the Blues are probably going to get a few of those this year, I reckon. A, a few players try and nominate to go down there because they're exciting young list. I reckon if you look at Adam's story and you understand that he was overlooked at a, at a few drafts, manages to come into the system, manages then to find himself in a situation like Eston. And I, th- I think you've got to really appreciate the journey that he's taken. And so for yeah. him, you know, when he's trying to determine what's going to be best for his future, understanding that it's taken him, you know, a, a while to get into the system, you, you kind of understand where he's coming from. But look, it was a shock. I thought he was obviously going to stay, but, you know, I wish him nothing but success. And I'm looking forward to, to chatting to him when I get a chance to, because, yeah, yeah uh, you know, you really want to see someone like him do really well. Now, yes, yeah, so, and I suppose the, the other, you know, talking point that we've started to see is North Melbourne, you know, around some of their players, potentially in Sean Higgins and, and Todd Goldstein. I, I kind of think everyone's mature enough now to, to understand that if those guys want to seek opportunities elsewhere, um, you know, give them the opportunity to potentially be part of some premiership success. Um, I'm sure you'd probably feel the same. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Uh, obviously, around the traps, doing, the, doing this round in the media. Um, Sean, Higgins, Sean Higgins is probably the one of the ones that I think 
if he really wants to go somewhere, he can. Um, from all the reports and stuff that you read, it's kind of like um, letting him explore his options. So if he wanted to stay, maybe he can work out a deal. I think he's still contract next year. So those type of ones where, as a player, um, and you probably get told from your manager, look, you know, the club's open to you exploring your options. You kind of feel maybe a little bit um, on the outer and um, you start to actually think about what your career looks like another club and then you start sussing out team lists and where you fit into teams structure-wise. Like when I got delisted from the Blues, I started looking at lists and um, positions that I could play for other teams. So I thought I could play like a a half-full role at the Lions and on ball. So I'm sure that um, Higgins will be looking at uh, wingers. That's where he's been playing majority this year, wing and on ball and go from there. So, you know, he's a, he's a big boy. He's been around the system for a long time now and I'm sure that he understands um, where he's best suited at. And for Todd Goldstein, he's been a massive servant for that club. He's been there from day dot, I'm pretty sure. Um, and he's probably had his best year of his career this year. So, um, yeah. stiff, stiff not to make All-Australian. I think he nearly well, he was leaving the clearances for a, um, a long time this year. And when we scouted North Melbourne, he was a massive threat for, for them um, to win the game off his own you know, clearance work and ruck tap work. So um, I do believe that uh, someone that could pick him up would be very handy for them um, going forward because he's such a genuinely good ruckman. Absolutely. Now, before we jump into our uh, our tips for this week and we start to dissect who we think uh, could potentially take it out, we do have some questions uh, that uh, people have sent in. So we're going to try and roll through these as best we can. Now, let's go. Let's try and keep about let's try and keep about thirty seconds or less for each okay, one. Otherwise, okay. we're going to be here all night, and I've got things to do, Mitch. So uh, <laughs> let's just make sure that we're doing this for the people. Yeah. <laughs> um, mate, Jackson wants to know how did you feel after the win against Richmond? What, what, what were your emotions like? I mean, we just spoke about it a short time ago, but. Just sort of recap how you were feeling um, um, after the win. How I felt, I was ecstatic and just a sigh of relief. Like, I was more happy for the boys and the club than, than myself, to be honest. Um, having that winning feeling and making sure that they got to experience a win in the finals. Now we, now we know we can go forward and, and, and taste that again. So, yeah, I was more happy. I was just happy for, for the boys pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, Lee wants to know – sorry, no, no, Finn wants to know who's the toughest player in the AFL at the minute. He's talking right now, mate. Now, I honestly yeah. think... I was going to say t- that, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. you did. Now, I honestly <laughs> think one of the toughest players in the NFL is Jed Anderson. Obviously, he's my very good friend, but um, mm. he's got that rugby league background, so he hits hard and he hits with intent. So I really rate him. Um, another one... Who's another one that I've been thinking about recently, actually? If we had a most... Oh, Maynard, Maynard. No, Maynard, Maynard. Oh, Maynard. Yeah, Maynard, yeah. So he, he's a tough little bastard, so... Um, everyone yeah. thought that we we'll, we had a bit of bad blood going into that game or after the game, and the Collingwood supporters definitely let me know about it in my, my Instagram DMs. But a lot of respect for him. He goes hard at the ball, and um, although he shit makes me from behind, um, I'll let that slide, but hopefully you see him next week. He's a, uh, no, he's a fantastic player. And I reckon just on <laughs> Jed, I mean, if, if we, uh, yeah, if we, uh, if we, just on Jed, if we had a most improved player of the year, he'd probably be a chance. I'll um, put, put his name up there. and Yeah, I'll put his name up there from a tweet and I got, that got shut down, but he's he's consistently playing that good of footy this year and in a team that was um, towards the bottom of the ladder, mm. he, he was doing a lot of good things and obviously there's other other players out there who have been dominating and um, all that, but yeah, in my mind, he was one of the best, um, most improved players this year. Absolutely. Now, Lee wants to know very quickly, do you ever look at the video at halftime like they do in the NBA? Do you go through video analysis during the halftime break in the AFL? Yeah, so once we finish uh, coming in from halftime, we sit down in our line, so mids, fours and backs, and our, our, our coaches in there will usually pull up some footage if we need to 
readjust our structure or he'll show some positive reinforcement of us doing something well. So he shows about one or two clips. The rest is from the boys just take, getting their breath in and um, talking to each other to see what we can do better and what, we, what we're doing well. So, yeah, we just sit down and have some lollies, get some um, fuel back in the bodies and we go again. Absolutely. Now, now Liam just made a very three-word comment to say get fags on so i'll leave that with you to, to give us a, a a special guest appearance with uh with, with fags at some stage in the near future yep. uh b cronk 89 wants to know how different do you think the afl 2021 season will be and do you think there'll be any long-term effects of covid19 on the back of the on the future of the game from a financial travel or lack of crowds perspective do you think there'll be some long-term effects from covid19 there's definitely going to be long-term effects i would say up to up to five years worth of definitely financial um probably five, you know, again. there's definitely going to be some uh, long-term effects definitely in the financial part of the game um we're, we're working closely with the aflpa and the afl the cba and trying to understand how how we can make that work and making sure everyone gets uh, the right amount of pay and how we can help the afl go along trying to get that money back so obviously they're taking a massive loan um and everyone's taking their pay cuts so, you know staff are getting cut so it's very, it's very tough times at the moment in, in within the afl system but um that'll be a few years on the track till it's back on uh, back on track but in terms of the games i'm not too sure what's going to happen there um people are saying put more games in the season um shorter pre-season so that sounds like there could be a thing i think might be playing 25 games um split into conferences yeah. maybe who knows i don't know how it's going to work but um, that sounds pretty intriguing, but yeah, it's going to be a, a year or two till we get things back on track. Oh, there'll, there'll absolutely be some changes throughout yeah, 2021. 100%. I mean, we all know that. And from list changes, to, from list sizes to more games, they'll, they'll, yep. they'll need to be a collective and conservative effort to try and determine how do we maximize, you know, all commercial growth. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we kind of go into 21, 2021 knowing that now. Uh, Kettle wants to know, when you were younger, who was the one player in the AFL you wanted to meet? I wanted to meet uh, Brett Kirk. Um, I was a Sydney Swan supporter, so I loved the way he went about it. He was a little bit of a tagger, a little bit of a hard bastard in there, and I really wanted to meet him. And he signed something for my boots, actually. Yeah. So, you got it. See you here first, mate. Yeah, you probably can't see because my camera's not working. But I have here <laughs> um, my 50th game boots. Emma got this sorted out. Um, and Brett Kirk wrote a message saying, "To Mitch, it's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight in the dog." Love your work, mate. Congratulations on 50 games. So, shout oh, out how Brett special Kirk. is that? Um, he's uh, a <laughs> shout out. Shout, he's, he's one of my oldest ones growing up, and yeah, so that's pretty cool. I thought I thought it might have been his Channel Seven boundary line no, commentary. No, that, no, no, uh, that, that inspired Guys, you. Guys, it's uh, all about. <laughs> love the way you went about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Ali wants to know: Can you talk about the feeling of beating Richmond and the celebrations? Now, obviously, we, we just touched on that before. Um, uh, well, let's go down to Becca. Do you think that after the AFL Grand Final in Queensland this year, the AFL will be open to possibly hosting it in other states in the near future? It just depends on where the states are at with their COVID um, breaches and how they're going with their with their with the data and the rates and stuff and who's uh, carrying it and who's not. So it, it's, it all depends on the numbers. Other than that, I, I wouldn't even have a clue. But uh, I do dare yeah. say, if next year everyone's back to ground zero and there's no cases at, in those states, then it'll just be back to normal. But I don't. Know, I reckon it's well, pretty the, cool. The I reckon it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Contract, don't they? Till about twenty fifty or something. So yeah, but um, you can't do anything there until. <laughs> Till mm. safety yeah, goes in, you know? so, better. Yeah. yeah, but no, I, I, I actually do 
being obviously in Brisbane, it's it's a massive handiness for me to be able to, you know, go to work and come back home where a lot of players go into a hub. But um, and if it was in other states, like I reckon it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Now uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a three, three or so more. Uh, Cam Owen wants to know the biggest AA snubs in your opinion um, this season. What did you think? Well, obviously the bloody wingers again got left out. Yeah. Um, stiff- 17% and 4%, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm flat with that, but I don't know. This year, the look, AA, being AA squads, it's obviously a massive achievement for all those boys, so I'm not saying anything about that, but um, just players getting played out of position yet again is just so frustrating to see, and it's starting to lose a little bit of credibility on that regard. So hopefully next year they get it right um, and they you know start putting a bit of respect back on uh, the, the, the blokes who played in those positions, like obviously Tom Papley and Butler in the forward line who didn't get a sniff. Yeah. Um, and they were probably the best in the position, well, definitely the best in the position for the year. And even Charlie Cameron kicked 26 goals again and didn't even get a lot, like, shoe in for the for the All-Australian squad. So um, yeah. I think if you can't fit them on ball or on the bench, then they just don't deserve to be there. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, no, but we'll on, that, on that, what do you think about – I tweeted – I think I saw Adam Cooney. I'll start from him, but – um, having yeah. the AFL uh, A team and B team, like so, you're having two teams instead of a squad. Yeah, I like it because obviously, yeah, they have an all, all NBA first team, all NBA yeah. second team, and third team. I, I, I do like it. I would, I would prefer there be some kind of criteria around. Yeah, as you touched on percentage, no, time, time played in that position because. Yeah. It is difficult to recognise a, a wingman when they've played four percent. Um, like you're not going to put you know, LeBron James in a. Oh, you probably could put him in a point guard, but he's, like he's not a point guard. Like you're not going to put him there well, if he does. If he's not the best power forward or or shooting. Yeah, guard well, correct. Like you just and, and we don't really do it for backman anymore. So no, like no. I don't. Really no one. Know. If you're a midi, you do not go on the half back line. Like I don't know why they no. they, just, they think because you know kicked a couple of goals and go on the forward line. It's just weird. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I would love to see. Um, an all AFL first and second team, albeit the the second team are recognised on the night, but the first team are obviously those that are in attendance. Yeah. So, I just I feel um, like if you make the squad, you don't you just get a pat on the back if you don't make the team itself. Like you just oh, I was in the yeah. AA squad. Like I think if you like second team sounds pretty cool. Um, uh, absolutely, I, I would rather the squad be made up of what the two teams are going to look like. Mm. So um, yeah, I mean you would you would. You would prefer to have, I reckon, a second team and a and a first team. So I'm not against that. Oh, yeah. I reckon that would work really well. Now, the last one before we sign off for the day: um, How much is of of a difference has Fag made to your game personally? And uh, I suppose, yeah, can you speak on the impacts that uh, that Fag has had on your game? That comes from Jack McGill. What's up, Jack McGill? Um, Fag has been humongous for me personally, and obviously collectively as a group. Um, coming, in, he's got that teaching background, so he knows how to speak to all the players on different levels and the way like he understands the way you learn best. So a lot of people are visual, a lot of people are pen on paper type scenarios and he understands that. And he just has a good balance of when to give you a spray and when to pull you back or pump you up. So Mm. um, for me personally, uh, we we, uh, talk a lot on bench. He he gets me back in the zone and the right mindset to, uh, to attack it when I go back out there and he knows when to, uh, you know, say just go for Robbo. Yeah, get out there and have fun. Yeah. So that's a, that's the best thing I love. That's it. he's got some great attributes. But that's one of the best things I love. How he can um I can I can talk to him on all levels. So uh, he just shows you a lot of respect, and that's that's what you want as a player. So yeah, he's he's been amazing. But hopefully we can win something big for him and uh celebrate with him. Absolutely, there was a great photo of you 
uh, and fags <laughs> after the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was, uh, you know, one of many that we've seen Papa throughout fags. the year. But again, those, yeah, I mean, but those moments, I mean, pitches really do tell a thousand words at times and you mm-hmm. can see the relationship that, and, and it wasn't just you, there were, you know, obviously 21 other players that had yeah, a very exactly. similar photo with fags after the game. So, um, no, I think it's fantastic. I mean, he's just been a revelation from a coaching perspective. And I think he's he's ruined the the system on how you pick a, a senior <laughs> coach because, you know, you had someone who had never no had any aspirations. <laughs> yeah, no experience, no aspirations. Yeah, yeah. And he's arguably, you know, everyone's favourite favorite senior coach so yeah. uh yeah everyone's back at the drawing board trying to figure out what to do next so uh look oh, i think it's fantastic to see you know the, the whole group talk about fags in the manner that that he has and i think you know there was a there was a comment that jonathan brown said during the week that the time when he came into the club he, he really did transform the club and yeah. and, and really changed the culture of the club and there's not many people that can get away with doing that so um yeah fantastic to see so uh look it's gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic game um on uh, saturday between geelong and, and collingwood which is obviously going to be uh an impact with what the game next week is going to look like against your team uh, but but how do you see first off the st kilda and richmond game who do you reckon takes out the uh points on uh, on Friday night at Metricon. I was a little bit flat uh, that St Kilda, you know, Paddy Ryder, I was a close mate of mine, so I was a little bit mm-hmm. upset that he did his hammy and it was, that it was a, a bad one as well because um, I did mine in the f- first final last year and I, was, I could have came back in two weeks. And obviously, we didn't get there, but I was ready to go and I was hoping that, uh, St- that he would be ready to go if St Kilda could win, but apparently it's pretty bad. But him out, Ben Long out, and then you've got um, Carlisle who's gone home for family reasons, obviously have the birth of his child. It puts a bit of a hold in their in their team. So Tom Lynch, I think, comes in. Tom Lynch um, comes in, who's been playing some good yeah. footies. Hammy's ready to go, so I think that's a massive for them um, in their forward line. So yeah, it's, I, th- I see Richmond winning this game, um, but then they've yeah. got to play Port Adelaide the week after. So it's it's you know it's exciting either way. But yeah, I see Richmond winning that one, and um, I'm not too sure. I'd actually 50-50 for me for Collingwood Geelong. Absolutely. No, I'm uh, I'm probably. To be honest, I think Saints could do it. I, I really do. I, I hope, think yeah, I hope they give this. it a good crack. I really do. Because yeah. I feel sorry that they've had these um, injuries and stuff happen right now. Yeah, in, in a year with shorter quarters and if they can get off to an early start and they manage to you know, be able to manage the game after mm-hmm. halftime, they could do anything. They, yeah. They've shown that throughout the year. So 100%. I do think that. And I do hope that Geelong obviously also get the win on uh, on Saturday night. So I'll be there. It's uh, It shapes up to be a very, very good contest. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Me too. Well, that's all we have Absolutely. here for a rip through episode. Yeah. I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Telstra, um, Red Bull, OmniDesk, who sent me this great desk, which goes standing up and down, which is elite. Um, also, Ergo, Ergo Human Chairs. Um, who else we miss? 7AFL. Uh, 7A Telstra, uh, all the good ones. Telstra, all the good ones. They've, they've, they've stuck by us while I've been um, MIA. So I'm, I'm looking forward to once the season's done, I can actually get stuck into this again and we can probably do a little bit of traveling to talk to some players and go from there. So looking forward to that, but thank you, Shawnee T for sticking by me. Um, we will be back always, next week. Always. I think once we figure out who's going to win the game and we go from there. So it'd be pretty cool. So we'll be back next week. We promise we're back next week. This is, this is going to happen. We're going to get yeah. it done. So it's exciting, man. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, man, looking forward to catching up again next week until yeah. then, man, take All care right. and look after yourself. See ya. See you, Shawnee. Bye.